We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com holiday new on curiosity stream how do you connect a 16th century potato to limitless energy production could napoleon's toothpick have a direct link to a machine that predicts the future and how can a 1700s conch shell chart a course to humans connecting their brains to the internet james burke's visionary series connections returns for a new generation Experience all new Connections. With monthly, annual, and bundled plans, find the one that works for you at CuriosityStream.com. What is happening, everybody? It's Tuesday, which means my dear friend Eric Lindquist and I are going to be breaking down the upcoming PGA Rainmakers contest. we got the St. Jude Classic, and also we've got a really small player field this week, only going to be 70 golfers. So I'm, I'm curious to see, Eric, how that is going to impact how you're approaching Rainmakers contest how that approaches DFS. I've got my internet all fixed up, which I'm oh excited about because yesterday I'm doing live before lock and I'm lagging like all kinds of crazy because I was actually using my phone as a hotspot because my <laughs> internet modem, it turned out blew out yesterday, the circuit board fraud. Mm-hmm. So I had no internet. So I was trying to on late notice, use my phone as a hotspot, which didn't really stream as seamlessly as I would have wanted to. But today everything's up and running. I'm here with Eric to break down Rainmakers PGA, but also if you guys didn't see Today, the first pack drop for the NFL product. There's going to be preseason contests this year. Those are already up in the lobby. And of course, you got these players you're going to be able to use all year for the regular season, preseason, playoffs, Super Bowl, all that. So if you guys want to get access to the NFL Rainmakers product, first pack drop happening today. But Eric, we've got PGA to talk about. And uh, what do you make of this tournament in the small field? Uh, It's fantastic. I love that they made this more selective you saw the drama with Justin Thomas at Sedgefield Country Club last week where he almost holes out a chip shot to get into the top 70. He ended up finishing 71st. Add another layer of drama to it because I want it to be more selective. I want to see guys have to earn their way in rather than 125 and then you play bad and then you just take your check and you get out of there. I'm glad that it's a little bit more selective, which is ironic because I don't really like some of the condensed fields when we're talking 70, 80, 90 players for a regular tour event, some of these elevated events, although the Pebble Beach one looks good for next year. But I am very excited to have 70 golfers here, then 50, then 30. I've been building my lineups in Rainmakers PGA Tour, mainly to account for the FedEx Cup playoffs, because this is where if you were able to get some of those guys from 50 to 70, you have way more utility, way more opportunity. And there's going to be one or two of those guys who finished really, really nicely this week that are going for a buck 50, two bucks, 250 in the marketplace. Going to be a really fun tournament. Yeah. And we'll start to dig into some of those golfers that we like right now, but also it's a little late in the year. So I assume a lot of you guys already have, but if you have not signed up for PGA Rainmakers and maybe stumbled across our video or you know, maybe just haven't done it yet, go ahead and claim your totally free starters pack, which, you know, if you're ever going to do it, now is the time. If you're ever going to claim that starters pack, the earlier you claim it, the better. It's totally free. You're going to be able to get golfers you can build out lineups with, and you get to choose a stud golfer of your choosing. And that's what we got in these events. We got all stud golfers. Eric and I have been saying, don't choose Justin Thomas. 
as your stud golfer throughout the year. Now you especially don't want to choose Justin <laughs> Thomas because he didn't make the playoffs. So uh, go ahead and choose somebody like Scotty Scheffler, John Rahm, Roy McIlroy. You know, I always like to ask you this, Eric, for the people who are maybe tuning in for the first time or just about to, to claim their starters back. Now that we're heading into the FedEx Cup playoffs, which is the stud golfer that you would choose if you're claiming your starters back right now? I'm torn because I think Scotty Scheffler, John Rom, Rory McIlroy are one, two, three. You're not going to click on any of them that isn't there. I, I think if you're planning on building out the lineups that you should, you should start with Scotty Scheffler just because he's the most expensive on the marketplace. He's $13 uh, for the core contest. He is right around $58 for the rares, up to $325 for elite. It is really hard to find another Scotty Scheffler ling uh, lingering around in the marketplace. Uh, he's by far the most expensive guy in that tier. John Rahm going for $12, $50, uh, $219. So again, he is just priced up so much more than everybody else. So I would still go with Scotty Scheffler, and then I would be buying a Rory McIlroy for cheap at $9.40 because he's my favorite golfer to just ride the coattails of coming to the FedEx Cup playoffs. He's done this for, what, a decade now? He's been healthy his entire PGA Tour career. There are no real signs with his golf game that things are wrong outside of the putter where he's been caught at TPC Southwind trying out a bunch of new putters here today. I just have all the faith in the world that Scotty Scheffler is going to continue to do what he's done all that all year long. And that was make my life miserable until now where I have all of his cards. So here's something that I, I've been thinking about how I should pose this question. You And I, I kind of have thought of an interesting angle to take with it. We have John Rom, Scotty Scheffler, Roy McIlroy, clearly the top three guys in the field for this event. All three of them have odds to win inside of 10 to one. 8-1 to one for Rom, 8-1 to one for McElroy, 6-1 to one for Scheffler. And we've been projected really similarly in our data. We have John Rom, number one with 11% chance to be a top golfer, but then it's 10.6 for Scheffler, 10.4 for Rory. So very, very little differences between the three. So here's what I'm going to ask you, Eric. If you have cards of all three and you, you're going to play all three, but for the purpose of this game, Rom, Scheffler, McElroy, which one are you going to captain? Who are you going to utility? And who are you going to fate? I'm going to Captain Rory. I'm going to Utility Scheffler, and I'm going to Fade Rom, which okay. is ridiculous because I have all three, and I'm going to play all three in a bunch of lineups because you should be playing some of your best cards together. I have no problem with that. Is it likely that all three end up optimal? No, it's not, but you're going to make the most money long-term. You're going to have the highest expected value playing your best cards together, uh, regardless of what you think. But the one nuanced part of that is we still do want to think about ownership and Scotty Scheffler is going to be anybody who has his card. They're going to click his captain spot and just move along with life. I think that adds an interesting wrinkle to putting Scotty Scheffler there in the, in the regular utility spot and putting somebody like a Rory up to the captain spot. Obviously, if you don't have Scheffler and you have Rory, of course you're going to play Rory captain as well. But I think that in terms of ownership, I've probably done that pretty close to correctly. Uh, I think Rom will end up being the lowest owned out of the three, but I think rightfully so because of how good the form is for Scotty Scheffler all year and how good Rory McIlroy has been his entire career on these golf courses. Yeah, we've got a couple of questions in, in uh, YouTube chat, so we'll answer those. And anybody who's watching, if you have any questions for us, we'll shout you out. We'll answer the questions for sure. And uh, Ryan Rennebaum right away says, morning, and uh, quack, quack. And then he says, last man in, he has a, nobody's, nobody's done the quack, quack for a while. It's I been a hot second. It's Shout out. out. Yeah, I'm a duck. Uh, so he has a Patrick Rogers and an Andrew Putnam card. He wants to know who should be the last man in and why. 
So these are two of the uh, worst projected golfers that we have of the entire field because we've got a lot of studs. And it's not to say that Putnam and and Patrick Rogers haven't had good season, just not relative to the other golfers that are in this field. So at least in terms of our data, it's very close because neither of them project all that well. But he has to pick one of them, Eric. Putnam, Patrick Rogers, which way do you lean? I'm probably going to go Patrick Rogers between the two of them. And it comes down more to the fact that Patrick Rogers has been so good off the tee. There's so much water lingering around this golf course. It's going to create some high variance outcomes. I think guys who are, again, that's, I think this is the perfect golf course out of all three, where I think you could see a crazy long shot kind of find their way to the top just because it's high variance golf. You hit a couple off the tee, one or two wayward ones that you might get away with at a certain golf course. If you're, you know, a Rory or a Scheffler and they make double or triple, you can walk into other players who just keep a clean card and find ways to make birdies, you know, the 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 traditional way, not bombing it, not going out and hitting it 325, 330 like those guys. So I do find Patrick Rogers because he has that skill set with the off the tee game. He can bomb it. I'm a little bit more inclined to go his direction than I am Putnam. Not that Putnam is some awful player, but he's 67th out of all 70 players in this field in terms of strokes gain off the tee. That's not what I'm looking for this week. All right. So there we go, uh, Ryan. Hope that helps you out there, Patrick Rogers. That is going to be the answer from our guy, Eric, here. And then uh, Dirty Mert. Dirty Mert DFS wants to know what we make of Tony Finau for this week's event, who... Uh, projects fairly well for us. There's a big tier drop-off, right? So you get the the top-tier guys we've already hit on in Roy McIlroy, Scotty Scheffler, and John Rahm. Then I would go with the next group, which is like Patrick Cantlay and Xander Shoffley. And then you've got a bunch of guys that are grouped together, like Tyrrell Hatton, Victor Hovland, Tony Finau, Tommy Fleetwood, Wyndham Clark. I would group a bunch of those guys together. If we're going like Tier 1, Tier 2, Tier 3. So I'd put Finau into that Tier 3 category, uh, number one, do you agree with me, Eric? And then also, is he somebody you want to be targeting this week? Yeah, Fino, it's going to be boom or bust. And uh, lately, he's been busting for the people. Mainly, the putter has gone ice cold for him in some of these spots. It was good to see form at the 3M. It's a golf course that he should have succeeded at. It, it kind of sets up like this one where there's water lurking off the tee. Lots of water on, on these shots. Pete Dye golf courses, like you're going to run into a TPC Southwind. That's kind of your your resounding characteristic. You can group players by how they've played, uh, you know, Players' Championship, how they've played. There's so many Pete Dye golf courses. Uh, Hilton Head, you have so many of them on the PGA Tour year in, year out that we have a pretty good sample size for these guys. And Tony Finau isn't necessarily my favorite in terms of uh, that kind of skill set. We have seen him with some decent results. He had a top 20 at the players this season. Uh, we've seen him have success at golf courses where there is this kind of off-the-tee demand just in terms of uh, avoiding major, major problems there. The 3M, the W last year, the Rocket Mortgage. Those are a lot easier golf courses, though, than I think you're going to run into with TPC Southwind. So I'm I'm still, I'm cautiously optimistic is probably the right way of saying it. A seventh is nice, but this field looks a little bit different than it did up there in Minnesota that week. One thing that does help Tony Finau, like like you mentioned, been extremely boomer bust. Uh, there's no cut, so at least that lowers his floor a little bit, right? There's no yeah. chance of him missing the cut. Well, and I think that that's always a great way of looking at. For me, I I do this a lot for showdown, where you're looking at guys who just make a ton of birdies, and you just you blind yourself from the scoreboard. You just don't even necessarily look at the scoreboard until Sunday, where you want to mix in a 
golfer or two that's going to get placement points automatically. And then if you walk into that 63, 64 from them, you're sitting golden. Uh, but, you know, I, Taylor Moore gave me a sweat on Sunday for the showdown for round four stuff. And I'm, I'm always looking at that, just guys who make a ton of birdies. And Tony Finau is going to be somebody who goes out and makes a ton of birdies regardless. So from DK scoring perspective, probably not the uh, not the worst piece of advice that you threw out there. I'm definitely for him in that regard, because when he does make cuts, uh, he tends to score well in DK scoring. Uh, no question about it. All right. So there we go. We got some uh, Tony Finau, somebody who I, I agree. I do think he looks like a pretty good option here. And if you look at our projections, which are totally free that I'm dropping into the YouTube chat right now. We've got Tony Finau as what the seventh best odds or eighth mm -hmm. best odds at being the overall top scoring golfer on this slate. So boom bust option, like Eric said, but you know, the, the bust a little bit lower when there is yeah. no, uh, when there is no miscut thrown into the mix. But of these golfers, once we get past the studs and you look at our projections, we do have Patrick Cantley and Xander Shoffley in the next grouping where they're about half the odds of being the top scoring golfer relative to the other studs that we talked about in Rom, Scheffler, uh, and McElroy. Do you have a lean between Cantley and Shoffley in terms of being a primary target of this next tier of golfers? Yeah, I'm going to probably, and this is weird because we only have one uh, round of sample size here for the FedEx uh, St. Jude with it in the rotation. Uh, you got Mr. Scotty Scheffler, or not Scotty Scheffler, you got Mr. Uh, Patrick Cantley who has a little bit more experience here, but a really bad outing last season from uh, Xander Shoffley. So I'm I'm finding my way away from trying to like get too much exposure to uh, the the Xander Shoffley side of things. And Patrick Cantley's a golfer that I went out and bought before the Open Championship, knowing that I wanted to have him for this golf course. More known for his prowess in Southern California, he's played well across the board at places. And well, this isn't a major championship, so he can't disappoint everybody in that regard this time around. But I still think when you start talking about who are some of the top players in the field, Patrick Cantley, he's a top 10 player in, in this field. There's no doubt in my mind, uh, as bad as he's been relative to what we would expect from him this season, very, very much behind getting uh, to some of his cards, considering he's sub $7. Uh, you've got, or sub, what, six fifty right now for a core? Xander Shoffley sitting around $7. I'll take the cheaper Cantley. All right. And by the way, Patrick Hanley also does project slightly better for us. We've got him with better odds being the top scoring golfer, 6.7% to 5.7%. And then in terms of top five probability, 23.8% for Patrick Hanley, 19.1% for Xander Shoffley. I do have a handful of both of their cards that I've had over the course of the entire season. And now if we get into the next group of golfers, you know, it's a little bit harder for this week, Eric, to do like I usually like to ask you, you know, who are long shots you like? And it, this is one where I think it's fairly difficult to find any kind of long shots, but do you disagree? Is there anybody that has really long odds to win this event that you think is potentially live? Yeah, I've got a couple of them. Mainly, okay. this is uh, JT Poston. We're seeing him start to come to fruition. He's outside of 50 to one. Denny McCarthy sitting at 74 to one with solid, uh, with solid play where the putter, he's the best putter in this field. But the number one player that I can't, believe we're going to get at you know north of 50 to one yet again is Seth Straka I don't know how many times I can bring it up I've found him to be one of the best players on tour for the last year and a half just kind of waiting for it to come to fruition I'm going to have tons of him in classic DFS at 7700 if nobody else wants to go there around the green game not exactly stellar but in terms of iron play in terms of ball striking 
We've now seen him go across the pond to finish, you know, uh, tied second with everybody in the open. We've seen him stateside win the John Deere. We've seen him put up 16th at the Memorial, 7th at the PGA Championship. Those are both big boy golf tournaments, and that's what this is. You're getting on Bermuda, which is a little bit dicey because we don't have as much of a, a sample size of him playing in golf tournaments like this. But we have seen him at the Honda on Bermuda completely smash faces in terms of strokes gain approach. And with the putter, fifth this year, won the event last year, second at this event, FedEx St. Jude Classic, back in uh, 2022, Sepp Straka. I, I'm just going to run it back on a golf course that he's had some, some familiarity with, even if it isn't necessarily what I would consider his preferred service right out of the gate, even though he's a Georgia Bulldog, so he's probably played on Bermuda more than anything else. It's funny because you would mentioned Denny McCarthy, and if you remember a week ago, Denny McCarthy, if you look at classic contests, was super expensive and was also crazy popular, depending on what stakes mm -hmm. you played at. McCarthy was north of 50% owned in some GPPs last week. And now you get to a spot where he's a value play for classic contests. We'll see people <laughs> who want to click on his name when he's, you know, it's obviously all relative to what the event is and what the pricing of everybody is. But uh, yeah, he's going to be thousands of dollars cheaper and considerably less popular this week compared to a week ago. And that's also something else I want to ask you is how cognizant do we have to be of the ownership and who we put in our captain spot when this is a condensed field where the ownership of individual golfers is going to be higher just by the nature of there's less names to click on. Yeah, that's where I think the players tab comes in handy. And this is something that I've started to put in my process with Rainmakers in UFC. I've started to do it in, um, yeah, I want to get ready for NFL because I do think there's going to be a way that we can get pretty close to projecting out ownership. I'm not as skilled in it. I'm just screwing around trying to do my stuff. But I know we have a data team that's working hard on continually building new tools and doing things. And I'm curious if we can get something going for football for this. But from a PGA Tour perspective, what I do is I go to the players page and I look at how many total collectible editions there are of each specific player. If there is a huge drop off from a Rory McIlroy, Colin Morikawa, John Rahm to somebody like a Jason Day, or, you know, again, he's not the, probably the best example because it's maybe 10,000 additions difference. But you get down to some of these players who really have no editions uh, of them available. I'm looking specifically at a Victor Hovland. 25,000 editions of Victor Hovland. That card is a lot more valuable to me in a captain spot than just about any other card, period. Because I know there are only so many people who can have him. There's only so many people who actually own him. 10,500, I can see it directly on the page. And then, then on top of it, I know that most of them are going to click him in a utility because they'll have cards that are you know more popular and just kind of blindly play them there. So my favorite from a captain perspective for this week is Victor Hovland. But I've started integrating this into my process for every single Rainmakers contest. And obviously, it's really helped me in the UFC. It's really helped. Uh, I think it's probably the most underutilized tab they have over at the Rainmakers market. Yeah, and Empire Jeff saying that he's got three Scotty Scheffler cards. So, nice. Uh, well, yeah, seems, how rich? How rich? Seems like he's in a pretty good spot coming <laughs> into this week. Uh, if, if you want to have Scotty Scheffler, you're going to get a lot of utility out of him in the next coming events here. So we talked about some of those long shots there, Eric, but I want to go back to the top of the board. And look at some of the guys like Tyrrell Hatton, Victor Hovland. We talked about Tony Finau before, Tommy Fleetwood. So these golfers who, if somebody has cards of, you're going to play them. But where I think a lot of people might be looking at here, so let's say somebody has like a John Rahm, Scotty Scheffler, Roy McIlroy. If you have a card of like Tyrrell Hatton, Hovland, Finau, Fleetwood, Wyndham Clark, 
So like this other tier of golfers, the the golfers who are like, you know, like 20 to 35 to one to win the event. Do you prefer play in this range if that follows? Yeah, it does. Um, I'm looking at Tyrrell Hatton for sure. $5.34 there in the core marketplace. This is just somebody who is playing phenomenal golf and has all season long. And we are getting him on his preferred surface. Bermuda, pretty excited to be backing him all season long in Rainmakers. I've had his cards uh, from the jump. We've seen what? Second at the Arnold Palmer uh, from last year. 21st at the Palace Bar. I'm going through all of his uh, Bermuda grass type finishes. You've got, um, what, second at the Players' Championship this season, fourth at the Arnold Palmer as well. RBC Heritage, a top 20, another Pete Dye golf course. All systems go for Tyrrell Hatton. You know what you're running into. You're getting great off the tee game. He's been positive in every single event since October of 2022. That seems good. So off the tee game, check. Approach game. He's only been negative in three of his last 10 events. We have strokes game data that checks and he's been positive with the putter in every single event since the Valero. Yeah. It's wild to see Tyrrell Hatton as one of my favorites for this golf tournament, but uh, such is life. Get him on Bermuda, get him on a peak die track. Life is good. 3.5% chance to be the top scoring golfer in our projections. And then 15.5% chance to be one of the top five scoring golfers. So yeah, he projects extremely well for us. And, uh, just a little bit ahead of the pack when you're comparing them to guys like Victor Hovland, Tony Finau, we do project uh, Hatton a little bit better than those guys. Now, is there anybody towards the top of the board that you don't have all that much interest in this week? And once again, if you guys have these cards, we're not saying not to play them. You're playing everything you have. There's no reason not to with the way the utility works in this game. But is there anybody that you would advise anybody listening to not go out and buy cards of on the secondary market who maybe people would otherwise be apt to want to go out and find. Yeah, so Max Homo, we're starting to see some signs of life from him again. Uh, we've come off 21st at the Rocket Mortgage, 12th at the Genesis Scottish, 10th at the Open. But here's your big but. We have not seen him play well on Bermuda his entire career outside of that sixth at the Players. He, he played, put up a 14th at the Arnold Palmer as well, but he was coming off a first at the Farmers, second at the Genesis. In between it, Waste Management Phoenix Open on Bermuda, Championship Bermuda, 39th that we saw him there as well. So amongst some of these top players, I'm still not bought into him on these surfaces. He's had so many bad results at Pete Dye tracks and the Masters and places where it's just a little bit different. You have to be reading grain of the green. You have to kind of trust uh, that there are going to be certain pulls of the golf ball around the green. And, you know, he's started to put it together more of late. And it's nice to see signs for him. He's somebody that I cheer for routinely. One of the better guys on tour, I think. But uh, I'm just not going to trust him when my model has him in the middle of the pack uh, for Bermuda-style golf courses and Pete Dye golf courses at that. Yeah, and uh, by the way, we got another interesting follow-up question from Ryan Rennebaum where he's kind of referencing what I'd said before, you know, about this being a smaller field and being cognizant of maybe who you're playing at the captain utility. So Ryan says that he has a Rory core at captain currently, but he also has a Hovland core. Should he switch to Hovland at the captain and Rory in the utility? So I'll kick this, Derek, in a second. But first, based on what you had asked us before, where it seems you're also going to be playing Patrick Rogers in that lineup, it doesn't have to be crazy contrarian all the way around. I think just mm -hmm. playing Patrick Rogers in that lineup himself is going to make it somewhat contrarian. So with that in mind, I'd rather play Rory just because he projects so much better than does Hovland because you already have Patrick Rogers to differentiate your lineup. But do you see it differently? Should he be getting even more different with his lineup? Nope. I think you explained that perfectly. 
All right. So yeah, Ryan, just go ahead and stick with Rory in the captain spot. And unless I misunderstood something and yep. maybe these are two separate lineups that you were talking about, but yeah, if Patrick Rogers in that lineup, go ahead and play Rory at the captain. I, I think that that is pretty, pretty reasonable way to look at it. And is there anybody else you're looking at in this event as a way to differentiate some lineups? I know you talked about JT Poston. You had also talked about Sepp Straka as golfers that you like who are going to have, you know, lower odds to win. So aren't going to be in people's lineups with like the ROMs and the McElroy's of the world. Is there anybody else you look at and say like, this is somebody you think could differentiate a lineup? Yeah, I, there are a couple. Uh, one is Tom Hoagie. I don't think anybody's going to be going out of their way to go purchase any Tom Hoagie this week, but it's a player that just has his superpower. And he pairs with Sepp Straka with some of these other cards that I have a ton of. He's 22nd in strokes gain approach amongst this field. And there are times that on golf courses like this that are more tactical, you're trying to avoid the doubles, the the triples by hitting it in the water in spots. He's been so bad off the tee, but like I think he can steer it around where he can hit some irons in some spots and just kind of rely on that. And he can gain so many from time to time. 8.9, we saw him gain at the Players' Championship, another Pete Dye golf course. It's uh, it's kind of a gut play in, com- in conjunction with the fact that he's had really good results on Bermuda and Pete Dye golf courses over the last two years. Also an Oceanside golf course in uh, Pebble Beach that he's always played well in that event too. I'm kind of just blindly backing him a little bit, and I'm looking for a couple of cheapies to round out lineups with. You know, you don't want to have extra cards that aren't getting utilized for this week. So Tom Hoagie somebody that I've got my eye on. All right. Yeah, Tom Hoagie, who we have projected, you know, kind of towards the bottom of the board, but kind of all of the guys who are not the studs are interchangeable. We have, let's see, how many golfers do we have that are projected within like, a two to three percent chance mm-hmm. to be one of the top five scoring golfers on the slate. Like there's there's a whole bunch of them, and it's it's guys like you know Kitayama, Taylor, Harris English, Brendan Todd, who was really popular last week, Bo Hostler, Patrick Rogers that Ryan asked us about before. So there are a bunch of these golfers that are kind of being grouped together. Now, one other thing I want to ask you, Eric, and we just have a couple minutes to go here. But I want to remind everybody that uh, right at the end of this show, actually, pack drops are going to be starting. For NFL, the preseason pack, it's uh, the, what is it called? The play action. That's going to be the first NFL pack drop of the entire season. So guys, go check that out if you're going to be playing NFL Rainmakers this year. And I suspect Eric and I are going to be doing some content for football as we approach that season as well. If we're looking at the field here and looking at some of these, you know, really long shots to win, are there any golfers who not only do you think are good for this week, but maybe could advance further into the playoffs that could have added utility beyond this week. Yeah, I mean, that's where I think you're looking at, like a Benny on, somebody who could jump in and and kind of be surprising. Uh, We've got JT Poston, I've already talked about, where uh, his last four starts, I mean, he's just been awesome here of late. What, a second, two, top sixes, a top seven, everything's, everything is all roses for a JT Poston, and Lucas Glover kind of playing himself into a spot here as well. But I think for... I think for Rainmakers purposes, I think the most important thing that I can say is just look at those rankings, especially going into Sunday. I I can't help you as much right now, but you're looking at top 50. There are going to be opportunities to unload. People now can put up in the marketplace bids ahead of time where you could take advantage of somebody who you might think is going to fall outside of the top 50. And you can purchase some guys who maybe start, you know, really, really hot on a Sunday who are projected way outside of the top 50, 
who all of a sudden after four birdies in their first six holes are inside of it. So I would say as much as I want to like throw myself out there right now and say, you should do this, you should do that. The most important thing I can say is react to the final round, react, be on your phone, be tracking who's playing well, who's not, and watch as the projection tracker changes on the telecast and on, uh, on the PGA tour website. All right. And that is going to do it for us today, guys. Enjoy the event this week. Not that many left, at least of the stud golfers are going to be playing this year. So take advantage of these tournaments, especially if you guys have got those, you know, John Rahm, Scotty Scheffler, Rory McIlroy cards, go ahead and play them right now. And if you haven't done yet, claim that starters pack link below, totally free pack. You're going to get to help build out your collection. If you guys haven't done yet, do us a favor, like the video, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Good luck this week. Eric and I'll be back next week. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Between aging and busy lifestyles, many women struggle with maintaining their physical and mental wellness. At Aquavita Concierge Healthcare Services for Women, we can help you revitalize your health and reclaim your life. We start from within by balancing your hormones, allowing your body to achieve and maintain desired weight goals. We also specialize in peptide therapies, regenerative medicine, sexual health, and aesthetics in our state-of-the-art facilities. Feel better, look better, live better. At Aquavita, visit aquavitality.com and begin your journey today.